0: Highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest.
1: Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reva. I'm Reva Hass of Team Reva Remax Metro East Side,
2: and I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank, Home Mortgage.
1: Yes, thank you for clarifying that. You're welcome. Actually, yeah. I guess some people would probably think Home Street Bank could be. Just like, I don't know, well, we checking are. in savings. We're a bank.
2: Yeah, the name. We're actually one of, name. The, one of the oldest banks in the state of Washington, mm-hmm. over 95 years old. Yeah. Still hanging in there. And yeah, we have checking sal- accounts, chav- savings accounts. <laughs> Ch- Sorry. Chafing As accounts? I drank my lunch. I don't know. But <laughs> um, yeah, we've, um, Again? you know, and we are the official bank of the Seahawks and yeah. the Sounders. So yes. that's always fun. Yes. And the Miss Home Street hydroplane. Oh, that's right. So I
1: forgot about that. That's right. So, are you going to be out again this year at Seafair?
2: Absolutely. Yeah, you want to come?
1: You can, uh,
2: you can hang out at the. Oh, uh, you mean like at down the, at, the uh, at the pits at or whatever? The pits. Yeah. I yeah. hadn't
1: thought about that. I was yeah. assuming I'd probably be out on our boat, but that could be totally fine. Well,
2: we, we can always do no, something hands. No, i be down there. with that. You yeah. know. Yeah, you'll have to. You'll have can to. Can James uh, come? Of course he can. <gasps> yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, because then we can go out on the boat like the following day or something. Yeah,
2: well, not the hydro. You can't drive the hydro. Tell James, I'm not going to drive. Yeah, <laughs> oh not going to happen. God, that
1: wasn't what I yeah. was suggesting. You do not want that to happen. No, <laughs> that, that would be bad scene. Very bad scene, <laughs> and a really fiery, horrible crash in water. <laughs> That's right.
2: Be fun while it lasted.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So the famous
2: last words people say. Hey, watch this. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't want that, that. Sounds like a lot not of childhood. That's right.
1: <laughs> Oh, man. So um, do I understand correctly that perhaps uh, our guest today did not quite get promo time during the week?
2: I'm not sure about that. I think, he, I, I think he might have, but we're happy to, um, to I was have David mention, McFadden so with us. I, I want to make so. sure, in,
1: yeah. before we get too far into our usual stuff, and if people think that you and I are just sitting here to you know chuckle at each other, that they realize that we have a uh, a wonderful guest with us today. Yes. 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 So do you have all the uh, information of our wonderful guests? I do. I was skating in here kind of late, so I don't I have do. all my stuff out in front. Oh, absolutely. I don't no, have all have the official titles we and have whatnot. A, oh,
2: yeah. I have the official titles. David yes. McFadden, who's yes. the Managing Director of the Economic Development Division of the Port of Seattle. Welcome, David. See, that was a mouthful. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Thank you for being here and giving us your valuable time. So I was excited because um, I saw Dave speak. I mentioned this on one of our other prior shows. Uh, Dave spoke at the Eyes on Renton event that we had a couple of months ago. And um, I know a lot of folks at the time were kind of like, this is eyes on Renton. What's the Port of Seattle right. doing here in Renton? Mm. And the thing is, is a lot of what the port is doing is ancillary and affecting all of the communities around them. Of course. And there's a lot of activity because Port of Seattle, I mean, Port of Seattle isn't just literally like the water side of things. It includes the airport, right? Right. And right. the airport being down in SeaTac is nearly adjacent to Renton, but there's there was a lot of uh, a lot of movement going on with what they're doing in terms of properties that they're working with and developing or selling and things like that. And it was like, of course, it was fascinating to hear what what all he was talking about with the project. So I thought, you know what, we have this whole segment that talks about regional impact, and what is one of the more uh, kind of substantial organizations that is a regional impact to Puget Sound is uh, the port, absolutely. right? Absolutely. So again, thank you, Dave, for no for being here. I'm really excited for you to share a lot of the topics and insight that you have about what's going on at the port with our listeners.
3: Happy to do so today. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Okay, but like our usual first segment, though, of course, we want to do a market rate update and talk about things that are going on in the industry real quick. But uh, do you want to start off with uh, some numbers?
2: Absolutely. So you want you, what? What kind of numbers you want? You want good numbers, bad numbers? I'll give you some good numbers today. Actually. Okay, 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 sure. So we are at a two-week low for mortgage rates. A two-week so, low? best rates in two weeks. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go, folks. Uh, no, actually, uh, we have a little bit of a, a rally going on in, in the bond markets today. Mm-hmm. And this is all politically uh, oriented. Uh, the stock market is uh, not having such a great day, although it started, started to recover a little bit. It's down down, down a little bit. And uh, as a consequence, so bonds are rallying, uh, putting downward pressure on interest rates. So uh, the conventional conforming 30-year fixed rate mortgage today is hovering right around 4%. Uh, so a little bit down from, from last week, maybe an eighth of a percent lower. Uh, 15-year fixed rate loans are hovering around 3.375%. FHA hovering around 3.8%. And uh, jumbo 30-year fixed rates hovering around 4.25, maybe 4.125. Mm-hmm. Uh, so everything's looking pretty good uh, right now and still fairly fairly stable with rates.
1: We like stable.
2: We do. We do. Yeah. It's, We've had a
1: couple of months that weren't so stable. So That's right. I kind of like stability you know, right we, now.
2: We, we look at this bond market, and, and every time um, – you know, something bad happens in the world, our rates go down. Every time something good happens, our rates go up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the old mantra, bad news is good uh, when it comes to interest rates. Yes. And that's holding very, very true so far, so far this year. Well,
1: I'm happy to hear it because as you can imagine on the real estate side of things, and I know you've seen this, things are pumping. They're big time. Everyone, you know, tons of properties are coming on market. They're still not enough. For no, all the buyers isn't. that we have, right. but it is a, a lot of harried movement out there and a lot of frothiness in the market, so to speak.
2: Especially in the last maybe two, three weeks, it's really, really heated oh, up.
1: good Lord. Just at the end of last week, which, of course, thanks, Microsoft Office 365. I'm going to give you guys a little ding today. Thursday afternoon, like we had so many new people and opportunities being thrown at us last mm-hmm. week, you know, because yeah. we, you know, we have a, a big reach, right? So, right. you know, I had referrals coming in. We had people who'd come in from, you know, some classes. We had people who we hadn't talked to in a couple of years. A bunch of my clients were like, hey, we're ready to do the buy-sell thing now. Let's get that going. Yeah. And uh, right in the middle of the afternoon on Thursday, my email goes down, Oh boy! which was just delightful. Oh yeah. And so, of course, I was on customer support for several hours. Finally yeah. got it going again. I, and, and you had to unfortunately miss that fantastic RTC event at yes. Ritten Technical College. Yes. The foundation, that big event we had for the automotive grand opening happened. Great time. So, you know, I tried to stop crying in my coffee and leave the office to go, you know, attend that really wonderful event. Carrie Shaw did a phenomenal job of setting that up. So thanks oh, again good. to our foundation director for that. And then, um, and, and got to see who our guests, you know, they were there at the event. So Jack yeah. Devine of the automotive department and Lance Excellent. Lambert, the MC, had a great yeah. time. Um, but then Friday, you know, like my email kicked back on while I was there. So I'm like, oh, oh, yay. Okay. I can, I can be productive again. Eight o'clock Friday morning. That there it goes out. again. Oh, no. All day. And in the meantime, I'm getting phone call after phone call, text messages, Facebook chat messages. Right. and People are like, What's hey, we on? want to. What's going on? No, not that. They're like, hey, we want to work with you. Can you meet with us this week? Can we do that? And I'm like, no, email. <laughs> well, the, 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 the good
2: news is that at least you weren't a victim of what many people on Friday were, the ransomware.
1: <laughs> well, and that's what I asked around. them because it was our online portal mm-hmm. for Outlook right. that was going down. So it's possible. Right. It's possible that that was the problem. So you well, know, I they, had to deal yeah, with that all day. Microsoft, I
2: imagine, was pretty busy on, on yeah. Friday with all this kind of hitting at the same time. Yeah. I'm so happy. Our bank is, our tech people are fantastic. In fact, the, mm-hmm. one of the, the heads of our tech department, I'm her loan officer, so worked with her for okay. many years. So. There and you go. It's uh, it's been awesome though that they they've done so good that we were you know not not impacted at all as a bank. That's a pretty big deal. You know, if a bank gets hit mm-hmm. by something like that. Oh yeah, that's huge. So super well, happy that. You, th- did it.
1: you think about the millions of dollars of productivity that I lose. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. literally, we had about six million dollars of potential new business mm-hmm. come in on Thursday and Friday alone. Right. Which, and here I am going. You know, for a small business, on? that's that's a tremendous yeah. amount, right? Right. But so we dealt with that, and then. Um, they finally got it back up and going, so it was great all weekend, and then again on Monday it goes down. But you know are. what we did on the on the weekend, hmm. which you also did not get to take advantage of? Yeah. We had our shredding event. Oh,
2: right, right. So
1: we had our annual Remax shredding event, and yeah. we had several clients who got a chance to take advantage of that as well as I did, because as you know, we have to have privacy policies and of manage our files in a certain way, so we took... You know, the recent files from, you know, three-plus years ago had those shredded, that kind of stuff. Clients did the same thing as they're cleaning their houses out, getting ready to sell them. You know, they're, they're, like, think yeah. it's a great time to be able to do it. And uh, we had a giving challenge. Yeah. We had a giving challenge as part of that. You probably saw the email. Mm-hmm. Um, because every time we do this annual event, we benefit some kind of nonprofit. And this year we changed it up instead of doing um, a food bank like we typically have done in the past. uh, This year we did the Seattle Humane Society.
2: Nice. Which
1: is some uh, an organization that I have uh, long time sponsored yeah. uh, in a variety of ways and have adopted uh, animals out of. Right. In fact, my twenty four year old cat was one of them. Right. I have Lori. two right
2: now. There you go. Better right. From the Human yeah. Society.
1: So we had a giving challenge. So I paid five dollars for every one of our people who came because that was their requested donation. But I told all of our clients, I'm like, I'll pay for yours, and then if you want to give anything else, I will match the donations. Uh, up to a thousand dollars so by the end of the day uh, it was a four-hour event and so each of our local team people went we had marissa there myself jennifer and so we got a chance to see people we hadn't seen in a while too and um so we are matching the funds uh that were given that day um $545 $545 was what we brought in. So Team Reba is going to be making a donation nice. of 545 Excellent. to the Humane Society as well. So we we're cool. really excited about Fine. that. Oh,
2: that's very cool. Yeah, That's a great event, that shredding event. I mean yeah, yeah, it is. Some of these documents, good to get rid of them. Of course, I'm oh, yeah. being in a bank. I'm on a first-name basis with my personal shredding advisor.
1: Oh, I'm sure. You know, so. I'm sure you are. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we don't have quite as much as we you. We shred a
2: lot. Yeah, well, and
1: of course right. electronic Documents are mm-hmm. even more important Absolutely. nowadays. And, and I I have fourteen years of those.
2: Right. While we're on that topic, yes. Uh, just advise our listeners, everyone out there, if you are in a real estate transaction mm-hmm. and you're to the point where you need to wire money to escrow, yes. Please, please, please be careful about that. Oh, the there hacking. are some serious yes. hacking fraud schemes going on right mm-hmm. now. Where a what appears to be a legitimate email goes out to you saying here's where you wire your two hundred thousand dollar down payment. Yes, and um, if if you and those usually come after
1: you've had a first email. So if you Uh, get a follow up email, that's where the problem usually comes. That's
2: correct, and they look legit unless you really really dig and Mm -hmm. and look carefully. So verify who you're wiring the funds to. You know, verbally and not by email. And not by email, you call uh, because otherwise you might. Click send on that wire, and that money is fast it on is. its way to some other part of the world.
1: And by the way, it's not recoverable.
2: It's non-recoverable. So we're going to recover back with more Open House of Team reeven just a few minutes after this break. <laughs> Stay tuned. We're going to be talking with David McFadden. we got lots of questions for the economic development uh, manager for the Port of Seattle. Stay tuned.
0: If you'd like to call into the show, now's your chance. It's 866-712-1300. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba.
2: Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Street Bank.
0: And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba.
2: And this is a live call-in show. If you have questions it for is. us or our guests, give us a call. You can reach us toll-free, 866-712-1300.
1: Our guests? You Guest. made that sound plural. Guest.
2: Us I mean, our,
1: David's yeah. pretty awesome, but I don't think he's divided himself okay. since well, he's yeah. been here like um, an amoeba.
2: i don't know that
1: you don't know that (laughs) okay sure (laughs) so but yes if you have questions about things going on with the port and economic development and whatnot please do call in 866-712-1300
2: you can also tweet us at team reba Mm -hmm. or if you have finance related questions you can tweet me at Eric is my banker. That's the Yeah.
1: E-R-I-C. I'm loading into Twitter right now. I was up on Facebook, so you can also send us questions on Facebook.
2: Absolutely. Whether it's
1: Facebook chat or just directly. Sure.
2: Yeah. Bring it on. However it on. you want, We're always happy to help. Bring it. That's right. That's right. So David, welcome. Thank you for joining us here today. Glad to be here. So, tell us tell us a little bit first a, a little bit about your background and then I, we we got lots and lots of questions sure, about sure. the Porsche to
3: I've been at the Port. I manage their economic development division. I've been mm-hmm. there for two years. Um, I came from Yakima, where I spent most of my career in economic development.
1: Um, Vegas as some call yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
3: Very <laughs> fond and uh, close to my heart. And. You know, my division uh, manages all the port's real estate, um, workforce development activities, small business initiatives, and tourism. So quite diverse. Um, yeah, that is quite a bit. But I'll jump back out to a broader sense. There's a lot of stuff going on at the port. And yeah. it's an exciting time for our region, and we're certainly part of that, um, whether it's our work at the airport or our efforts to preserve uh, the working waterfront. Let's
2: talk a little bit about that. Can you give us sort of a broad overview of of what the port is and, and what
3: you oversee? Sure, sure. I'm happy to. You know, ports are local governments. We're a local government entity that's really structured to advance the regional economy through trade and economic development I mentioned earlier that we um, have a tremendous asset base on the waterfront, so we promote Mm -hmm. a working waterfront, but we also manage uh, one of the nation's busiest airports. Mm -hmm. And in between that, we do a lot of different activities that really um, try and boost the regional economic activity here in the Puget Sound.
2: Well, in, in Washington State, um, I know we think of, you know, living here on the west side of, of the, the mountains, we're thinking of tech and Boeing and that sort of a thing. Yep. But aren't we one of the largest? net exporters
3: we're, we're a huge exporter um mm-hmm. that's certainly because of boeing but let's not forget all our agricultural commodities right. and our exactly. natural resources and that really ties the ports both tacoma and seattle to eastern washington and other parts of the state yeah. tremendous um shipments going internationally especially through our cargo terminals got it
1: Yeah, I actually – one of the other reasons I wanted you on was several years ago as part of my work with the Renton Chamber, I was asked to go on a uh, a bus tour with a lot of the legislators because transportation – is a major issue for so many of our local employers. And the and one of our stops, we started at Newcore in West Seattle, and then we stopped at the West Seattle. And so different leaders from each organization stopped and got on the bus to talk to all of us as we toured all around. So we came by the port went to uh, downtown to talk to Amazon and Seattle Children's Hospital, and then we went across the bridge to Microsoft and Group Health and other places and went through, like, the Spring District and then came back and went down 405 through Renton and talked to Boeing and got a tour and then went down into Kent where there's so much of the transportation and shipping and manufacturing down Mm -hmm. there. I mean, we really hit, like, a lot of the highlights. And what got to me that was so fantastic was the port – contact really was bringing back in the hey if we can't get our agricultural products out the door and we're getting congested you know there's so much development in downtown we're gonna we're gonna damage other parts of the state actually right and so it was great how they were um kind of advocating their position and and as you said the the working waterfront i mean that that has been on occasion kind of a battle
3: it's been a battle almost since the port was created. In fact, a yeah. hundred years ago, that was why we were created because there was a community concern about railroads having a dominant, you know, uh, uh, play in terms of shaping the waterfront and allowing certain things to mm-hmm. happen and other things not to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's literally what jump-started the Port of Seattle.
1: Oh, okay. I'm and, getting a little history lesson. I yeah, love yeah, that. So I
3: didn't know that. You, yeah. You, you oh, yeah. Hit, you've hit it right on the head, though. You know, we're a very trade-dependent state. I think yeah. we're one of the most trade-dependent. We benefit tremendously from that. Mm-hmm. Um I've talked about all the things we ship out of the state, but Mm -hmm. we bring a tremendous amount of cargo in. Mm -hmm. And my point here is that's a lot of discretionary cargo. That doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily have to come into the Port of Seattle. It can go to Oakland. It can go to Canada. It can even now go through the new large panama canal to gulf and east coast ports so because it can choose a home Mm -hmm. we've got to be very very competitive right and so that's one of the biggest reasons why we formed the alliance with the port of tacoma to just give us more sheer scale and capacity and and that ability to one get our cargo in but actually get it on a rail or a truck going to its final destination are equal important to the ships coming into the terminal.
1: Yes, absolutely. I I try and keep, even though I work in the real estate sector itself, I try and keep a really broad view of everything that goes on in employment and trade and whatnot because that everything that is an effect of the economy is a direct impact to my line of work. And so I really like to pay attention and then be able to educate my clients because a lot of the people who are buying homes here right now aren't even from here. And sometimes they get kind of caught up in certain topics that are important to them, and they forget that there's a lot more impact from other resources and other industries than than just their own. And so we try and give broad perspective, and then we talk about what's going on with transportation or why this might still be there. Or someone might see a, a place like the port and be like, oh, that thing's horrible. Like, why would we still want to keep that here? Why can't they move that? And it's like, That's such a huge economic engine of this area. Part of the reason we're so robust is because we're so diverse in the types of industries that we have. That's the last thing we want to lose. Right.
3: I, I definitely agree. And I think uh, what you've described is in recent years, you know, we've become a, a tech juggernaut. Yes. You know, we've been defined by, mm-hmm. you know, the success of the Amazons and Microsoft. Mm-hmm. That is right. fantastic. Yeah. It's we've wonderful become, they're we've, there. We've become a global city. Yeah. You but know, they
1: forget that some of the guys who work at the port, we have clients who are there. And one of our clients, um, he's now done a couple transactions with us. And uh, thank you, Clayton. We really appreciate you. Uh, we're closing a transaction on the 19th. Um, but he's one of the guys who moves the containers. And people in tech need to remember jobs like that pay the same as theirs. And they need to not be kind of uh, sometimes looking down on some of these other trades and, and skills because they're just as important to our region. They're 100% important to us locally.
3: I agree. And even that sector depends on good, efficient logistics. Yes. You know, they're shipping product all over the globe. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, some of that, whether it's getting on an airport or, you know, Mm -hmm. ending up in a a ship, you know, is still important to the fabric of our economy. Yeah. Um, But I agree with you. I think that you know with with a influx of new people it's easy to become uh, you know i guess less sensitive to yeah. the fabric of the city, yeah the maritime sectors, some of the older sectors that mm-hmm. are nonetheless vital today yeah. still very important um mm-hmm. And so that that's one of the issues that the port struggles with, you know, on an ongoing basis. Right. You know, we, we stand up and say we need that industrial land. Right. You know, we have concerns about um, stadiums going in the middle of a prime logistics yeah. zone. Yeah. And that
1: was a big hubbub when we're, the we're stadiums were down. going in. And I, I frankly have to say thank you for fighting to get some of the logistics better than they were. Because even just, like, I was barely skating into the show today, and I was like, thank God we had that Edgar Martinez <laughs> ramp I could well, go use because <laughs> I missed my reindeer because right. I was in the middle of a conversation with my assistant. And that's
2: actually <laughs> my question, too. I know that, uh, especially with the port, the you know, the port operations in, in mm-hmm. Elliott Bay there. So they're talking about another stadium going in the Soto District, but wasn't part of that also possibly – Involving a, some type of an overpass or a, a bypass for the
3: trucks. Well, they talk about land or overpass, mm-hmm. you know, which is right. a, a significant project that was actually promised after the, the last stadium came right. in. Okay. So as a result of the growing traffic that mm-hmm. that arterial is hugely important i think the good mm-hmm. news is yeah. that we're um working with the city and i'm hearing the city is closing the funding gap down there so that project okay. looks more and more like it's going to come to pass oh my gosh us, the city
1: of seattle is actually doing something we like
3: huh
1: what sorry we wait, have wait, a, wait. we have a running yeah. ongoing no, no, thing no no, no no we're talking
2: about seattle yeah,
1: yeah. i i know
2: you are and <laughs> No,
1: no no it's it's we have a landlord tenant thing that we're all in a kerfuffle about yeah. okay. so, <laughs> well, I'm totally on,
3: on that project. <laughs> we're trying to work as closely as possible to you know get that road paid for and built.
1: That's it's awesome. really important. That's yeah, that's it absolutely. It's 100% important. I'm excited about that.
2: Yeah, anybody that's driven down you know First Avenue or mm-hmm. like you say Land or any of the cross streets, you know, in rush hour in the morning, it's yeah, it gets oh, yeah. pretty busy out there. Yeah, it yeah, it does. Yeah. Lots yeah. of trucks. How many? Do you have any stats on that? Like how much cargo is
3: coming in and out? You know, I didn't come with that right off the top of my head, uh, Is and any, I didn't and perhaps bring any, any of we received um, i just I just would say this: you look at where our terminals are, and they all sit you know immediately to the west of yeah. Soto. right right right, and so that flood right. of traffic has to get from water. Yeah, you know, onto yep. the highway system, and so mm-hmm. it's incredibly important how we make that efficient. Whether it's mm-hmm. lander or the other thing, that's really important is we are creating a heavy haul corridor, right? Um, really for that freight okay, mobility yeah. piece. Yeah, yeah. want to make sure we can get our trucks, uh, you know, on the highway or out out yeah. of the city and onto the roadways. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. big big issues for us.
2: Now, you also oversee the
3: cruise terminals, correct? That's right. Yeah. Okay. And those have grown too, right? Uh, tremendously. I, I. Oh yeah. We, I know more and more people I think come we started here for with that. almost zero. You know, twenty years ago, we're we're passing a million passengers this year.
1: Really? Over wow. two
3: hundred. You know, uh, sailings in yeah. the season. So you
1: can tell when they're downtown because they're like looking up and running into stuff. Yeah, well, <laughs> um,
3: busiest cruise terminal on the West Coast.
1: Really. And Alaska yeah. is one of the top destinations it, uh, in the world right absolutely. now. Absolutely. I know tons of people who keep coming out here to do that. My mom wants to fly out and and take that trip. And I actually know somebody who just got back from one of Mm -hmm. them and, and they were just raving about, you know, what they got to see while they were up there. So, yeah, no, the 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 cruise industry here has absolutely exploded. So um, we're going to be right back in a couple of minutes. We've got David McFadden from the Port of Seattle with us. If you have questions for us when we come back, it's 866-712-1300.
0: Got a question? Call it in. 866-712-1300. Now back to Open House with Team Reba.
1: Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. This is Reba Hass of Team Reba Remax Metro East Side. And
2: this is Eric Austin from Home Street Bank. And this is a live call in show. If it you've is. got questions, give us a call. 866 712 1300.
1: Why were you smirking when we came back on air?
2: Uh, just, just generally happy. You oh, know okay. you what know, tomorrow is?
1: Uh, Wednesday? No. No. <laughs> Oh, it's not? It's no, not. Are no. you magically changing the calendar? <laughs> well,
2: it is, but no, tomorrow is Setende Mai, Norwegian Independence Day. Yeah, it's a big day for Ballard tomorrow. Setende Mai? There's going to be, Setende, just means Setende. the 17th of yeah, May. Yeah, the 17th of May, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's, we're going to be, uh, we're going to be doing <laughs> What, some,
1: David, with the pickled herring, what? <laughs>
2: we're we're going to be, yeah, we got some pickled herring going on, we're going to be, uh, you know. I'm
1: sorry, did you say blow up pickled herring? Oh my God! Yeah, David, so our, our esteemed
2: producer is saying on the Fourth of July we blow up fireworks. Um, on St. Mai, the Norwegians blow up pickled herring. Well, I have such it, a
1: vision in my head right now. It's so disgusting. It's like a horror show.
2: Oh my gosh! Well, uh, yeah, it, may, it might not be quite quite that bad. But uh, if anybody's interested um, in at least it's not lutefisk. Well, hey, what's wrong with lutefisk? So
1: so many things I can't even begin to start. <laughs>
2: Well, if anyone is interested in partaking in a little bit of Norwegianness and everybody's got a little bit of Norwegian in them, thank you Vikings, uh, <laughs> then you can go log online to www.17thofmay.org and uh, 17thofmay.org and you can, you know, kind of is schedule your festivities. Is that with 17th of May? 17th of May.org and it will tell you everything that's going on on the 17th of May.
1: Okay. Brought well, to you know by uh,
2: all kinds of different seafood companies. Trident Seafood. Oh, yeah. Glacier Fish. Uh, you know all the all the good all the good all stuff. All the
1: purveyors yep. of pickled herring and valuta That's it. Awesome, awesome. So. Uh, well, now you got me curious. McFadden—is that also a Norwegian no, kind of name? No, I can't no, no, say no, that. No, no. That's I was going to say—that's
3: a Scottish. I was going to say probably Scottish, something Scottish, possibly Irish, something like that. some Irish. Well, you know what?
1: Okay, okay, okay,
3: Mr. McFadden,
1: because there's
2: there's a reason that the Scots have red hair, or a lot of them yeah. do, and it's because of the Vikings, pretty much. So, so okay, yeah. I'm going to bring up my personal stuff then, real quick.
1: I'm going to bring that up. So I did that ancestry DNA thing, mm-hmm. and it came back with my stuff. Yeah. which I found out I'm 28 percent Irish. Of course you are. And it, yeah. stop it. <laughs> and then it had like 25 ish percent of like Western European. Yeah. And then there was a couple of other things. And then I found out I'm actually six percent Native American. Are you
2: really? Yeah. yeah. For crying out
1: loud. Yeah. Apparently. And then that that test actually led me. I I told you this before we got on the yeah. show today. I actually met my birth family. A lot of our listeners may so cool. may know I'm adopted. And uh, I actually through the phone yesterday and, and because of Ancestry.com um, have eventually now found my birth family 48 years later and was thrilled to find out that uh, they've they've been looking for me and interested in wanting to meet me and I've got three half siblings. It was very cool. That's but fantastic. with part of that, like, make the joke about the, uh, the Norwegians and the Vikings, you know, and it's like, oh, wait, that might actually be true and now I find out I'm... <laughs> 28% Irish
2: oh it's true but
1: it explains why I have reddish hair but I can tan
2: there you go okay well that, <laughs> <laughs> okay. no comment on that but uh, before we get that's back true. to well that's great well so we have a Scotsman you but know, I can't do rest, that on a cruise to Alaska Norwegian. no that's right we have an honorary <laughs> Norwegian and uh, David quick quick test you're in the, the uh, port business if yeah. you're in, in Scotland what's the closest major city London or Oslo Norway Oh, that would be a good one.
3: I'd probably go with Oslo.
2: Ding, ding, ding. You're right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. If you're in the Does Highlands he win a free trip to Alaska now? Yeah, you win a free trip to tour uh, the Port of Tacoma. How's that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Something he's Thank never you. done, I'm sure. There you
1: go. <laughs> I'll
3: get down there. I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome.
1: Okay, so before we went on the break yeah. and went on went down this little track, we were talking about cruises Cruise to Alaska uh-huh. Yeah, because the Port of yep. Seattle is part of managing all of that. And, David, you were starting to tell us during the break um, that there are some major upgrades coming yeah, along with yeah. that. is um, that correct? We're
3: excited um, that we're almost finished renovating our Pier 66 cruise terminal. That's down by... Um, uh, our waterfront headquarters mm-hmm. next to the Bell Harbor Conference Center. Oh, right. Actually, okay. That shares sure. the cruise terminal. North end of the bay um, yeah. the there. Yep. We entered into a unique uh, partnership with uh, Norwegian Cruise Line to jointly. Speaking of the Norwegian. Yeah, there you go. I'm sorry <laughs> I had to bring more. it back. Um, but it's a public-private partnership. So we're jointly mm-hmm. investing in the modernization of that terminal. And as a result, we get a new ship. A larger one that's coming here. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Excellent. So that's a trend in the industry. The boats are getting bigger. um, Well, and and how
1: many – because you mentioned a bunch of the competing ports that we have to deal with. Are every one of them a a deep port or no? Or how do they classify? I
3: wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to classify them all as deep. I would say there's some that are heavily into cruise. Some mm-hmm. of them have containers. Some of them have both. Mm-hmm. Others have one or the other, and some have neither. How about okay. that? Okay. Yeah. But yeah, our- we,
1: we have the benefit between port of seattle and tacoma of kind of being able to manage a lot of that type of
3: for cargo certainly yeah okay then we're able with a couple cruise terminals to support that industry okay Um, and we're one of the larger operations on the west coast for cruise fantastic so we get a a boat that'll um, be calling here norwegian bliss which is brand new um it's going to be great generally
1: (laughs) uh, eric's just looking smug look at all that norwegian right now Um,
3: (laughs) This is a strong industry. You know, what we learned is that, you know, it's passenger growth about 66% over the last decade in all ages and demographics. They've really done a good job of capturing everybody. Wow, that's great. They have over $50 billion of new ships in the pipeline. So this industry has a lot of upside. We think we're well positioned for that growth. And what we're really doing is trying to renovate our facilities, Mm -hmm. you know, accommodate Mm -hmm. the the industry, but also on a tourism side, when those passengers are coming in town, we're truly trying to accent that you should stay a couple days, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, that's true. Everyone's bookending, stay late. Yeah, you know, we'll show you a good time. Mm -hmm. And what we'd love them to do is see Pike Street. But what we'd even love them to do more is get out of the city and see the countryside, whether it's going down to Mount Rainier or a wine Mm -hmm. tour in Eastern Washington right Let's or even the, in woodenville yeah i mean exactly the suggestive cell because yeah. a lot of these visitors are coming over from europe and they are making those plans already they're on a two or three week vacation mm-hmm. so yeah. what we can do to help them think i didn't realize through. so much it
1: was even european okay so you oh. said during the break that a lot of activity has been growing here because of unrest in other parts of the planet frankly right so that's is that why a lot of the europeans uh, well, are coming here
3: n- no um Okay. I said one of the more attractive things for Alaska right now is its overall security okay. to that Got tourist. It. Got it. But Alaska cruise has always been a super popular cruise okay. for Europe, okay? Got so it. Our, our top cruise um, travel origins are England, Germany, and France, uh, you know, and, and in the okay. Europe area. Okay. Japan's a strong cruise country. Australia's mm-hmm. a strong cruise country. There's a few others, but what we're really trying to do is – is focus some of our marketing and message to those international travelers who really, you know, you go to Europe, they've got six to eight weeks a year of vacation. Yes,
1: true. And they like to cruise. So
3: how do we get them over here on a week cruise and then add to that with a week on each side so they can see the best we have to offer in the Northwest?
1: I love it. That's a great perspective. I had not even thought of that before. That's wonderful. I love that idea. Yeah. So these cruises are not just a lot of... Americans going up that direction because it's, something that we have available to us but you can be on one of these cruises and have a really international experience you
3: typically do how fun Um, and we have a I mean we can just see it on cruise days it it starts Mm -hmm. at the airport because a lot of them are arriving Yeah. we've even tried to take the bottleneck by offering a a new baggage service if you will you come in Ah. you want to on cruise day you want to drop your bags at the airport Right. Um, they'll -hmm. get ferried up to the cruise terminal for you we want to give you that few extra hours so you, you can see the sights and enjoy Seattle or the surrounding communities.
1: So, you guys, as uh, even though you said you're a government organization, you really think like a very entrepreneurial we, organization. Uh, it we sounds are like. so
3: tied to commercial activity, you know, mm-hmm. just about the cruise industry the cargo industry the mm-hmm. aviation industry we have so many private sector partners we do mm-hmm. so much commercial activity I f- truly feel we're kind of a hybrid you know psychologically yeah. we we carry the best of government you know and that we've got good strong financial backing mm-hmm. we tend towards transparency fairness right. but we also understand what it takes to make a buck and we are entrepreneurial I think one of the signals of that was just being able to sit down with Norwegian Cruise Lines and uh, jointly invest in a a modern facility.
1: That's outstanding.
3: Excellent.
2: And these cruise lines also, uh, we were talking during the break, uh, the shore power. Yeah. I know that's sometimes a question if the, the, the right. ships pull in, you know, they're idling or whatever. So you're in the process of upgrading that as well.
3: We're, we're uh, looking at that, yes, at the new terminal. At, uh, and that's an important factor because, you know, one, it's good for the, the cruise ship and it's mm-hmm. good for the environment. Got it.
1: Right. Got it. Right.
2: Excellent. What else are you up to? Oh, geez. Uh, well,
1: okay, so all those cruise people come in through. The airport, yeah. it sounds like, right? Mm-hmm. So you got a lot of activity going on down there.
3: Tons. Yeah. Um, what can you share? You know, the airport is, is reflective of just the tremendous growth the region's having right now. And I think we popped up to the ninth busiest uh, airport in mm-hmm. the nation recently. Yeah. That's just the result of growing, you know, double digits for the last three years consecutively. Well, that's...
1: <laughs> Delta has a hub here now, right? Because I was talking to somebody because I have a friend of mine whose son is a pilot and he was going to be moved out here for a Delta position. And I mentioned that to somebody else recently. I'm like, oh, yeah, Delta is creating a hub here. And they're like, what? What? Get out of here.
3: Delta has moved their international hub from Tokyo to Seattle. And so they've made a major investment, and they are adding new flights. Um, They are putting their emphasis here long term in Seattle.
1: Yeah, and I'm a Delta flyer. I mean, I'm also an Alaska flyer and uh, United, but uh, Delta has definitely been just piling on all kinds of new flights that I'm super excited about just because of – you know, the access I'll have.
3: They're adding new flights. We've added a we've we've brought in a number of new international carriers mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. That's a very big segment of our growth in Excellent. terms of passenger counts. Yeah. We're up to about forty five million passengers and oh, uh, what we need to do is is just realize and, and we are realizing this, this region's growing and we've mm-hmm. got to keep up with it Mm -hmm. we've got to manage our growth and especially at the airport that means building new facilities that means ramping up operations so that our travelers can get there and get through the facility that's that's our top goal right you know and so we i think as you know have greater logistics issues you know with Mm -hmm. with more traffic getting to the airport and then busy days at the airport managing the people
2: well more with the port of seattle when we come back on open house of team reba stay tuned or call us if you got questions 866-712-1300
0: open house has open phone lines give us a call at 866-712-1300 Now, back to Open House with Team Reba.
2: Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Austinis from Home Street Bank.
1: And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba.
2: And with us today is David McFadden, Managing Director of the Economic Development Division of the Port of Seattle.
1: It's a mouthful. That's mm. a mouthful. So
2: welcome again. Thanks for joining us today, David. <laughs> you bet. Thank you. Yes. Yeah.
1: So go ahead. Go
2: ahead. No, no. Afternoon. You go. You go. Ladies I've been talking first. a lot. You go ahead. Ladies first. Ladies <laughs> first.
1: Well, so before we went on the break, we were just starting to talk about things that were going on down at the airport, right? And you know, David was mentioning that Delta was you know building out a hub here, and there's all kinds of other activity and whatnot that's going on. I was just looking at some of the paperwork that we have, um, talking about the Port of Seattle Advantage, which you know, um, my assistant Jennifer probably told you after the show today. We'll post this again on Friday, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll put a copy of this with the show and everything else, if that's okay for us to be able to post these. I was just noticing on here, 24-hour operations with no curfews. Now, is that at the Seattle SeaTac, or is that down at King County?
3: You know, I think you're referring to our cargo terminals. Yeah, that's for the cargo and, terminals. You know, I, I'm i not going to claim expertise about what no curfews means. Okay. Okay? Okay. Um, I just can't take that out of sure. uh, the context of that brochure. Uh, okay. You know, I guess the, the only thing I would say is that we have changed our hours just a little bit within the Northwest Seaport Alliance okay. just to facilitate a broader window for truck deliveries. Okay, And, you know, so when you're out on I-90 and you see the truck starting mm-hmm. to stack up out at North Bend, oh, yeah. that was something that we could do that – you know, we're trying to have an impact on that situation, right? Just okay. by going, you know, you you don't have to stage here. We'll give you a few, a little larger window to make those deliveries,
1: right? Okay. No, I like you get the logistics of what you guys do. It's I mean, it's incredible yeah
3: it's it's mind-boggling 45 million yeah. passengers several million cargo uh-huh. containers a year you just uh-huh. start stacking up all the throughput from the port of seattle oh, and especially amazing. our partner uh port of tacoma yeah and it's it's staggering
1: how how many do you know offhand how many employees there are for the port we have 1800 plus that's it
3: for all of those i think and, uh, you know, I guess we have a lot of partners, though, that help well, us that's you know, true. Pull, that's true. pull this freight through um, towards its final destinations. Yeah. Because we actually, you know. Well, I'm me, just
1: saying, I mean, for a government organization, that's working pretty lean for what you guys put together. I, well, I, I'm personally impressed.
3: Thank you. I. Yeah. You know, let me just point out how it works like on our, on our cargo terminals is that we actually have an operator. You know, mm-hmm. so those aren't our employees, technically. Okay. So that adds to the overall employment picture. Right. Uh, and so while we have 1,800, we're complemented. I think our okay. last economic impact uh, studies showed that the port supported over 200,000 jobs within the region.
1: Wow. That's significant.
2: Excellent. Absolutely. Yeah. Lots of growth going on there. So now in the, the airport itself, you're working on upgrading some terminals as well.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we are right in the middle of a master plan process. Okay, But before it even finishes, we have bolted forward. We needed to make some investments to keep up with this tremendous growth. We're building a new international arrivals facility. Because if mm-hmm. you come into our current one, it processes, I think, maybe 1,100, 1,200 passengers an hour. We're well past that. Mm-hmm. So right. I, you know, if you're coming mm-hmm. in from a European destination at a prime time like at eleven or twelve right. to catch those flights, mm-hmm. you're gonna have a long wait. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's not gonna be terribly efficient. The and we
1: know people are so patient.
3: Oh, aren't we all as travelers? <laughs> and and Speaking so yourself. um <laughs> we we're, we're trying to get out ahead of it and we're adding you know new gates we're renovating the our North satellite facility we're making other improvements uh, really through our master plan what we're trying to figure out is mm-hmm. how to go from 45 million right. passengers today to what we feel is our maximum of 65 million in wow. a normal planning continuum you would think oh that'll be about 20 years mm-hmm. um, but at this growth rate we are going to hit that number well before 20 years if Keep up the pace. I mean, right
1: now we're receiving at least of people moving into the area. Just it's about fifty-eight thousand a year, I believe, right now. I mean, just the number of people moving in and then just traveling (laughs) through—it's just outrageously high. The new
3: plan gives us a chance to really ideally get out in front of that a little bit it won't be implemented Mm -hmm. overnight but it's the series of moves that really Mm -hmm. um gives this region its air capacity or air travel capacity and you know that may look we're probably going to be looking at a new terminal potentially a lot of how to move people Mm because we're going to expand from north to south um, we're really thinking a lot about transportation op- options and how we better integrate with light rail right. and other, yes. you know, public transportation right. options. And so, yeah, we're we're really doing a deep dive on our airport right now and yeah, trying to so work on so you know, smart, so smart
1: because there's a lot more people who are not as reliant on vehicles nowadays too. Like new generations coming up don't look at vehicles and transit the same way as say people my age and older. So it's it's great that you guys are are trying to get out in front of that because I, it will keep changing as those folks continue doing more and more and develop families and businesses and and trades that you guys are interacting with. You hit
3: it, and we have to look for those efficiencies as we mm-hmm. push more people through the airport, and so that's a part of it is just transportation efficiencies. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the only other thing I, I wanted to mention in, in terms of mm-hmm. airport is that our team is also putting the shovel to a fair amount of real estate around yeah. the airport. Those were
1: some of the things that you brought up at the Eyes on Renton event. And that, that's what originally caught my attention. So, yeah, please, can you share that? Sure.
3: Um, we bought property. Everybody knows we bought a lot of property for the third runway. Oh, yes. And some people we, were happy
1: and some were not.
3: We. Um, lived through that and mm-hmm. we sat on property for 20 plus years and mm-hmm. now we're going back and looking at that and we're developing it typically for aviation or light industrial uses okay so we uh partnered with the city of des moines on the des moines creek business park that was our mm-hmm. first initiative that one's almost fully filled now it's a huge 80, thing right now acre business park k2's going in there right k2's there the yeah. fa regional wait, headquarters wait which k2 the, the ski. Company.
1: Okay, because there's yeah. also a tech company that's over in Issaquah. I just yeah. had to check. Okay. And we're talking yeah.
2: about the the cool K2.
1: <laughs> oh, don't tell those guys. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> so so that one that development eighty acres is almost complete. Yeah. And Panatoni okay. is our development partner on that. Um, they're also going to be our partner on a new uh, property development. We're just breaking ground on next month in Burien. Mm -hmm. And we call that our northeast redevelopment area. Mm -hmm. And we are about ready to open an envelope on still a third development that's actually in the city of SeaTac that we're looking to do the same things. Light industrial, aviation oriented. And, you know, the outcomes are typically jobs, good private investment Mm -hmm. and a boost for some of those airport cities.
2: Well, these are these are locations that all fell under the 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 flight path right or probably part of the third runway expansion that we had you know
3: 20 years ago they were Mm -hmm. okay got it they were uh, some of these are former residential areas that we went Mm -hmm. and bought for noise abatement got it right yes
1: so Um, those are going to be creating new jobs because those are areas too that right now from a housing perspective have really good prices still i mean it's funny because Mm -hmm. i have all these people who are fighting over houses in seattle and sometimes i suggest hey maybe you want to consider burien or SeaTac or tequila or some of that and you know the 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 pushback i get from people is like ew (laughs) they kind of but i think a lot of people the first thing i ask as soon as that happens i go when was the last time you were in burien and they'll be like i don't know 20 years ago i went Go back down. It has changed a lot. Oh, it's and, huge differences there. Yeah, 152nd yeah, has such a cute vibe going on. Great restaurants. You know, just, I mean, one of my favorite places that my husband and I did a lot of our dating when we first got together, the Tin Room. Mm-hmm. Love that place. Mm-hmm. And with that little theater where you can get cocktails and hang out and get good food. I mean, what a wonderful place to be. And then South Center. Like, mm-hmm. even the Tequila area has, like, a, a higher kind of mid-rise office building going in down there. South Center, if people haven't been down there any time lately, has completely changed with Westfield, right? And and when folks go down, they're shocked and stunned. I'm like, what do you think has been going on? Mm-hmm. Like, we're not just, you know, mucking around down there. It's just it's – there's been a lot of new development happening. So those – I'm excited because with new development that you're bringing in and the jobs and the growth that's going on – that's just going to keep, keep developing those neighborhoods and those cities and, and frankly, helping support the schools and everything else that goes with it.
2: That's right. Well, we really want to thank you for joining us today, David McFadden, for the Port of Seattle. Join us again sometime, if you will.
3: Delighted to be here and, and happy to come back if you'll have me. All yes, right, thank and
2: you. Stay tuned every Tuesday at 3 o'clock. You can join us for more real estate and community news on
0: Open House with Team Reba. Have a great Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at re-slash-max-metro-east-side on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Tuesday at 3 for more Open House with Team Reba here on Business Radio 1300 KKOL.
2: Our house, in the middle of street, our
0: house. Program sponsored by Team Reba of ReMax Metro East Side and Eric Osness of Home Street Bank Home Mortgage.